to the Last Gen Podcast brought to you by Miracle Word Ministries. These episodes are specifically created with students in mind. More than ever before, we must know why we believe what we believe, build strong faith, and stay on fire for God. We know that Jesus is coming soon, and we're going to live like this is the last generation. Are you ready? Let's go. And welcome back. To the Last Gen Podcast. My name is Alex Iaquinto on behalf of Miracle Word Ministries, and I'm so pumped for this episode. Today is a conversation. I've got someone beside me, someone that I'm actually very excited about because I think, you know, I think we've done like three interviews on this podcast, but I'd say you're the most seasoned interviewee. Did you just call me old? No, not old, but seasoned. That's wow. Farther along. Wow. Just. Just seasoned. You're gonna have to like double my honorarium for this. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about that later. About that. About that honorarium. <laughs> um, so today we're yeah. talking about. I mean, obviously, I don't have the title here because we'll just like see what we end up talking about and then and then name it. But we're talking about. You know, I see a lot of the times, and I'm sure. I mean, you see it far more. Um, a lot of the times, and I've talked about this, we, I just wrote an article in the uh, Miracle Word magazine about this called Killing Camp High Christianity. And um, it's basically focused on the fact that a lot of times people get so, so pumped up about you know youth camp, youth conference. They get so on fire for God. They've got a life-changing experience. You know, they get free. They get delivered. They get saved, filled with the Holy Spirit. And they're all, you know, they're all about Jesus. They go back. They're like, I'm going to take my yeah. school for Jesus. I'm going to I'm going to freaking, you know, burn down the kingdom of hell. And they, they, you know, they stay on it for a little bit. Yeah. They, they read their Bible. They get on a reading plan. Yep. Talk to a few friends about Jesus. For about three days. They get back home. Yeah. And what happens, you know? Then it goes back. It goes straight back. Like, like instantly. And then they find themselves in the same place where they started. And like, that's, that's a huge thing that like, even in my own life, that's, that would probably marked my... I mean, age twelve through fifteen. That was mm-hmm. that was my yeah. my life because I'd I'd go to Upper Conference. Which, by the way, we're gonna we're gonna pan Free to our plug. special guest. Free plug. Free plug. Free plug. This is my special guest, Pastor Cody Spencer. Welcome him. I can hear the applauses. Yeah. Thank you. Welcome you guys him. are so kind. Welcome. You're him. so amazing. Wow. This greatest is, audience ever. Yes. Right. Wow. Um. So, pastor of youth pastor of Uproar, which is um his tabernacle yeah. in. Um, Horseheads, New York. There you go. There's other branches and stuff, but he's okay. And I'm saying this not as like just to be a interviewee pleaser, but he is the greatest youth pastor of all time. Wow. No, for real. Jesus was better. Well, well, he was just like he was totally a youth pastor. Was he a youth pastor? Yeah, most of them were under 18. Wow. I actually didn't think about that. Think about it. Other than Peter, because they had to, he had to pay the temple tax. Why didn't anyone else need to pay a temple tax? Because they were under 18. Wait, for real? Under 18? Like, people have really made a strong case for that. Are you for real? Yeah. I knew John was the youngest, but I didn't even... We're about to have a whole new podcast topic, right? All right, let's scrap this. I'm playing, I'm playing. No, that's actually very interesting, though. Very interesting. Jesus, the youth pastor. That's nice of you, though. We've worked really hard for the last almost 12 years. 12 years? And that's that's crazy. Makes me feel old. Well, seasoned. 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 You know. Um, No, but, (laughs) but I say that because... You know, there's some people who who get into youth pastoring maybe just to like step up into, you know, they use it as like a, a stepping yeah, stool into ministry. But 
he actually has, and you, anyone who knows or meets him or even is in one of a, ser- a service where he's preaching knows that he's got a grace on his life for reaching youth. I mean, and it's, it's undeniable, you know, can't, can't say enough about, about that. Um, but I wanted to have you on because you have far more experience, knowledge, and wisdom than I do. And I think, I think TLG fam, the last gen, will uh, very, very much benefit from hearing your perspective. I'm excited about it. Oh, yeah. I am. People, people are going to enjoy this. Um, so, yeah, we're talking about killing Camp High Christianity. And so, I mean, you've seen that problem. Yeah, that, I mean, we've been doing conference for 11 years. And before we did conference, right. we did retreat. And yeah. we've done retreats almost every year. Yeah. Up until that, that horrible word, COVID, which everybody shut their camps down. Right. We didn't stop conference. Right. That's like our dirty little secret. Like, we definitely had conference in the middle of a pandemic. Like, oh, yeah. No. Don't, don't tell. And it wasn't packed out with almost 100 kids. I mean, 1,000 kids, not 100. No one showed up, really. Yeah, no. It was, it it was, was small. It was almost a failure. You know, it was weird. Social distance and everything. It's weird. It's like people wanted to come to church still. Yeah, I know. And oh. nobody got COVID after. There was no reports, no anything. No wow. COVID cases from our super spreader event. Funny. We it's at. almost like people don't get sick in church, that they get healed in church. Weird. But yeah, we've been, <laughs> ready. We've been doing conference 11 years. This is going to be the 11th year. Right. Um, we're coming up on year 11, the end of July. Okay. And we've absolutely seen that where kids come and they get a genuine touch from the Lord. Right. And I, I wouldn't ever question really was this genuine because you can tell. Like, yeah, you can tell. You can tell when someone's genuine and someone's faking. And it has been incredible to see. But honestly, it's almost equally heartbreaking to see how many people go right back to what they were doing. Yeah. When you would weigh it, I would say... It's probably like a 20 to 1 ratio of kids that just go back to doing what they were doing wow. versus, versus actually running for the Lord. And I don't think that it's a programming issue. I don't think that it's a church issue. I think it's a personal issue right. that people don't own in their hearts. Like I, I've thought about it. And why is it that someone is in the position they currently are? It's because of what they do. Right. And just because you go away for one weekend, mm-hmm. get a great touch from the Lord, doesn't mean you won't go right back to doing the same exact thing you were doing. Right. And when you go back to that same cycle, those same people, that same flow, not reading your Bible, not in prayer, when you go back to that, you're going to go back to having the same results. Right. And people don't understand that like a touch from the Lord will change everything. Right. And I love it, and I would never change it or trade it for anything. But also, you have to now change because of the touch that you got. Right. And people yeah. don't like to do the change. They think that the Lord's going to do all the change for them. That's very true. Like, they think, like, oh, temptation's never going to be a thing again. Yeah, no. And it's, it's crazy. It's like, it's going to be a thing, but right. guess what? You're free. Right. You got empowered to overcome this. That's right. It's not your story anymore. Mm-hmm. And people just... I don't know. Maybe we need to be better as a church at telling people, like, it's your turn. Like, right. Jesus did his work. Now preserve it, right. maintain it, and grow in it. Right. Um, is, a, is a big conversation that I think needs to be had. But we've seen that. We've absolutely seen that. And it's really sad. And and 20 to 1, I, I mean, like, I, I've that's never... That's a guess. I'm just shooting. No, no, no. Like, I, no I know. I know. And, and you've got, you know, you, I'll take your word and your guess for it. Because, you know, you've been in 12 years. That's 12 years longer than... I have, or probably a lot of people listening. So, um, but that is that's a that's startling. Like even if it is ten to one, or yeah. even if it is three to one, I mean that's yeah. that's that's kind of scary 
to think like what what a radical encounter but you check yeah. back in with them three months later it's like nothing yeah. ever happened and it's interesting because i think a lot of people at least keep the fire going for what like five six weeks mm-hmm. and like you'll go back that first week of youth group and it's different right second week different third week different fourth week it's like didn't we just come back from something really cool? Right. And then five and six, most people are already back to, you know, what they were already doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's because they never changed what they personally do. Right. You know, like, I would say, I used to see conference as as the fire. Mm-hmm. Now I would see it as, like, the fire starter. Mm. And now it's like, we helped kickstart yeah. this thing, you know, like... We threw gasoline on it, even. Right. Like, there's a flame there, and we chucked some gas on it. Yeah. Now, how are you going to keep it going? Yeah. Like, one of the analogies that I made in, in the article was when I, was, when I went to my uncle's house, he, he would get into, like, different, like, you know, he, when he gets into something, he throws himself into it. And all one it. year, it was, like, survival. And so, like, he yes. got all... He, <laughs> you might have remembered, like, yes. him from that. So, he got all of his stuff together. He got the best knives. He got the best fire starters he got like the best all, all the best camping equipment everything and, and when we came over like we'd obsess over it then and yes. so like he took us into his fenced in backyard and we would try to survive yeah on like the pavement bro he dead discipled you in survival right right so now i could like kill three bears at one time but um but like what i was saying is when you talk to like survivalists people that actually is that a word survivalist yeah that's a thing yeah, yeah. um they'll tell you there's three ingredients to starting a fire there's the tinder or there's the kindling yep. that gets us started. Right? Yeah. And it's then the, there's like small what's the, small pieces. Right. There's the tinder, kindling, and then there's the fuel. Yeah. So like the tinder is the small pieces. The kindling is what is what lights them on fire, and then the fuel is what keeps it burning. But if you if you forget that middle step, the the tinder, that's it's gonna be a quick flash in the yeah. pan. And that's what it's people true. are missing. It's so true. It's so true. And I think what people really miss too right. is they don't care to tend their own fire. Right. You know, like I can't read your Bible for you. That's you can't pray for somebody. Like you can pray for right. somebody, but you can't pray um, in their stead. In their in their their shoes. Right. You can't worship for somebody. It's true. You can't obey for somebody. You can't overcome sin for somebody. Like these are all things that we have to take personal responsibility for. Right. And people don't like to do that. And <laughs> it's true. You know, you think about it as like responsibility in itself has been so pushed far back. Mm-hmm. And I think it's sad because people used to be responsible at 14, 15, 16 years old, getting jobs and, and, and all of these things to help and take care of the family. Mm-hmm. Now it's like 25, 26 years old. People don't even want to grow up and take responsibility. And then uh, that even transfers over spiritually. Mm-hmm. A lot of people right. don't want to take responsibility for their own spiritual walk. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been there, you know, and I'm sure like yeah. a lot of people here have been there. And so I wanted to talk about like, and if you have been there, that's why we're doing this is because yeah. we want to talk about like, okay, let's just say you got like a, a wicked touch from the Lord. You're on fire now and you're just like ready to, what do I do? What are the steps I need to take? What, who do I need to cut out? Yeah. What do I need to start doing to keep this going? Initially, we yeah. were just going to talk about friends, but I feel like. That's one, that's one facet. 100%. Right. And um, so what would you say, and I, 
going into this, I, I told him that like, let's, let's focus on, on how you surround yourself with, with people. But I, I think that's a big issue. That's not the only Huge. thing, but let's start talking about, about what happens because when those people get on fire for the Lord, they go back to the same yeah. friend group thinking yeah. it's going to be different yeah. and they think, Oh, I'm just going to win them. But yeah. Something else happens. Bro, it's insanity. Literally doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, expecting a different result. Right. Is literally being insane. Yeah. It is the the definition of of insanity. insanity. And that's what we do. And I'll tell you what, it's honestly like, I get it. It's hard to give up your friends. Yeah. When I gave, when I actually gave my life to the Lord, I was 19 years old. I just crashed a motorcycle. (laughs) I should have been maimed or dead. Right. It was a terrible accident. Literally the Lord kept me from dying right legitimately kept me from dying (laughs) and uh i had two friends like great friends you Mm -hmm. know they are both in my wedding one was my best friend since third grade and uh they like semi-supported right but it would always be like i just want the old cody back can we just party one night can we just can we smoke one night one day Mm -hmm. put this dip in and like Mm -hmm. it was always like low-key stuff and it was like but you guys don't actually, like, care about me. Right. And, you know, I love them both mm-hmm. still to this day. But, like, I couldn't imagine if I still lived the same life with them. Like, one was a, an absolute drunk. The one's mm-hmm. a couple of DUIs deep. And, like, his whole, uh. what he does for life now is, like, babysitting his sister's kid. Like, right. I love them. But it's, like, you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. Think about that. Like... You're going to be like the five people you're closest to. You know, go through your text messages, go through your streaks, right. go, go through who's been sending you, who's been, you've been DMing, right. and figure out who you've been spending the most time with. Look at what you do after school, what do you do on your weekends. And those five people are literally, that is the reflection of your life. You are going to live like them, talk like them, think like them, dream like them. That's going to be who you are. Right. You're the average of that. That's that's a reality that will go unchanged. Oh, like I mean that that's just for the rest of your life. Right. You know, I know I know actual old people mm-hmm. who like got involved with groups of friends and literally just turned to straight up gossips. Right. I know one person they're in my they're in my direct family. Mm-hmm. Great woman. She got offended at church. Left. Was set free from alcoholism. It's Pastor Mindy. <laughs> well, she didn't actually get set free oh. from alcoholism, <laughs> Whoops. but um, somebody else. And dude, she she got she was a raging alcoholic, mm-hmm. ruined her first marriage, almost ruined her second marriage because of alcoholism, almost destroyed her children because of alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Gets set free by God, is going to church, gets offended, and guess what happens as soon as she leaves? She goes back to her old friend group, right. and guess what's in her fridge right now? Is more bottles. Wow! Because it's who she surrounded herself with. Right. She got mad at the church. And decided to surround herself with that. And that's not a young person. Right. You no, know, that does never change. You're 100% right. Yeah. And, and so while we're talking about this, take an introspective look. Like, just like he said, go through your DMs. Go through your streaks if you still do streaks. If you're whatever. But, but like, think about, <laughs> do I want to be the average? Like, do I want to be somewhere in between the most productive person and the least productive person? If that thought scares you. It should. I mean, you should get new friends. Yeah, and, and you're like, well, they're going to be mad at me, and they're not going right. to love me anymore. It's like, no, it, it's okay. Yeah. And you don't have to write them off as human beings. Just right, that's true. You decide where you spend your time. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if, if that time's not invested wisely, you'll never get time back. 
and you decide who gets your time. You decide what, who you're going to be around. You got to be wise with how you spend your time, especially when you're young. Right. A lot of people, oh, I'll wait till after high school. Or I'll wait. <laughs> no, no, no. Start now. Yeah. You know, I think the only regret I would have is not starting sooner with the Lord. Yep. In high school, I hung out with those friends. And we partied and we, we did X, Y, and Z. Right. And I didn't share the gospel with people. I regret not doing that. Wow. And yeah. I think I think you should. On a, on a piece of paper, I think it's actually better to write these things out and be like, okay, where's this person going? Where's this person going? Where's this person? And does this align with the future that I want? Right. You right. need to ask that question. Does this align with the future that I want? Will I be happy with my decisions, will I be proud of myself mm-hmm. when I graduate high school if this is who I've surrounded myself with? Yeah. And so, I mean, and needless to say, I mean, I feel like I have to preface this sometimes, but your friends should be like Christian. You know, like the, the people you, you are close, close with yeah. should be Christian. That's the first tick on the box, you know. Um, <laughs> yes. I mean, that, that's super important because obviously sinners aren't going to pull you towards Christ. That's just an obvious thing. But even with Christian friends, even with Christian friends, do you know like what they're wanting to do with their life? Like, do, does their life, is their life evident? It, does, it, does it exude the fact that they're going somewhere? Or are they just kind of just like, eh, you know, lo- you yeah. know floating around? Do, do they consecrate their life in a holy lifestyle? Like these are just some things that you have to take notice of and then act act quick. Yeah, yeah, it's important. And and your friend group will probably be smaller than you you would want in right. high school. Like I want to have all the friends in the world in high school, but they actually say like if you have between one and three genuine real friends, mm-hmm. be, like if you have three real friends your whole life, right? You you have a rich amount of friends. You're mm. wealthy in friends. Only have three genuine friends, right? No, that's a big deal. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I graduated 10, like four, 13, 14 years ago from high school. Dude, I'm not friends with any of those people. Yeah. And the people that like everyone wanted to be friends with, like most of them peaked in high school and it's like a, a rough life for them now. Yeah. And it's sad to me because mm-hmm. I like those people. I think they had great potential. They just, they never did anything with the gifts and the talents the Lord gave them. Right. But you know those you're not even going to know those people soon. Yeah. They won't care about you once you go away. Like even for yourself, you know? You graduated last year. Last year? I don't like I cannot tell you how many people that I thought like, "Oh, we're going to stay stay in touch, you know, like even if I went on, off to college, I'd say, "Oh, let's let's text. Sorry, guys. Wake up call." Yeah, no. Doesn't doesn't work out the way you think it's going to work out. Um and I I basically do have three people that I talk to like on a, on a daily constant basis. Yeah. And, um, what would you say? What would you say to the person? Cause I know this was me when I was, when I was younger, what would you say to the person that, that gets on fire? They know that they need to change their friend group, but they're saying, I, there's no good Christian friends at school. Like at my school, everyone's, everyone's, you know, sinning and there's no on fire people. Do I just have no friends? Do I go without friends for like my entirety of high school? You know, do I like, Try to find some Christian friends. Like what, yeah. you know. Well, look, let's be honest. Most people don't even like looking for friends. Yeah. They just kind of like, 
accept the people that are around that's them. That's true. That's very true. And that's who they become friends with. Like, right. be intentional. Go and find somebody. And they might have to be from a different church. But guess what? We're not like opposite gangs who are right. fighting. Like, we're actually on the same team. So it's okay. Go find a Christian friend somewhere. Yeah. Go find them. The Bible says in order to have friends, you must be friendly. Which means like, you actually need to try yeah. and find somebody. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, and, and let's pretend there is nobody there's nobody at all in the whole wide world. Mm-hmm. Bro, just spend time with your pastor. It's yeah. going to help you so much. Yeah. And then, like, and that doesn't mean you can't spend time with people because how are you going to win them? Yeah. How are you going to win true. them to the Lord if you spend time with nobody? Mm-hmm. Just be purpose. You know, if you're going to spend time with people that are unsaved and mm-hmm. don't have your values, go where you don't, where you don't have to compromise. Right. You know, go to the movies. Yeah. Go bowling. Go to the football game. Go do something where you're in control or the the environment and culture is controlled. Right. Instead of going to their house on a Friday night and you don't know what you're going to get into and then you find yourself at a party on accident. Yeah, it's like people who say like, well, we've got like a bar ministry where I just go and drink with, with yeah. my friends and, you know, I talk to them about Jesus. So stupid. I've got a strip club ministry. Yeah. You know, like I've literally, like that's a thing. That's a thing. No, it's, it's like, not. No, Stop. no, no, for no. real. No, no, a youth pastor told me this. It's like, dude, you got to check out this ministry. It's like really, it's really glorifying to God. They uh, go into strip clubs and they just, you know, they sit there and they, they talk to the girls. Do they bring ones or fives? Oh, the, well, that's a good question. They probably bring fives. Yeah. Just to really let them know. Jesus loves not. you. Yeah. Jesus really loves you. Be blessed. Right. Be- <laughs> Is there a private back room? Be, be blessed. I just want to pray the back with room. you. I just want to pray with you. Come, come with me. I just want to pray with you. Um, no, but there are people who think like, oh, I'm going to go into a, a bar and, and start drinking just to win them to Jesus. Obviously, that's not the thing. It's so true. Like be in a, an environment where, yeah. you know, you're not like forced to sin. But there is a, a like a dividing line. Like you want to have all, that your close friends should be serving the Lord on fire. But you yeah. do need to talk to unbelievers, you know, like have to. You have to. You're, you'll never have any. First of all, you can't live a successful life without talking to unbelievers because you won't yeah. like, you know, how do you go to the bank? That's super culty. You know, I, I, yeah, you don't just like isolate yourself so so like totally that you're like, I, they're unclean. I'm not talking to unbelievers. But... Yeah, Jesus did. He, that's how he lived actually. Right. He never talked to an unbeliever. No, no, no. no. He, he wasn't never one associating time. with those filthy Never rags. one time. But, <laughs> but think about even Jesus. He was a friend of sinners. Yeah. He ate with them. Like Mark he too. socialized. Yeah. I didn't come for the righteous. I came for the lost. That's right. But then, like, you even see that in Jesus' life. He had an inner circle. Mm-hmm. And then he had, That's within true. that circle, an inner circle. Yeah. There's things that Peter, James, and John saw that not even the other 12 disciples were allowed to see. Very, very... Uh, it, it's good to model yourself after Jesus because, you know, you are a Christian. Um, and he does that very well where, yes... Not only was he a friend of sinners, but he was relevant and not, I'm not saying relevant as in like, you know, trendy. He was, um, people listened to him yeah, because he cared and he, he actually spent time with them. Yeah. And I would, I would say too, like, well, how do I tell with my friends that are Christians? Mm-hmm. Like we go to church together. Mm-hmm. Well, I think there's like two good questions we could ask out of Mark too, right? It's yeah. where the, the four men carry the paralytic man. Yep. It's like, 
If you're going through something, what are your Christian friends doing? Are they carrying you closer to the Lord? Mm. Are they trying to get you to healing? Are they trying to get you to freedom? Are they there to carry you where you can't currently carry yourself because right. you're tripping up? Yeah. Or are you, or are they carrying you away? Are, do you have the type of Christian friends who are like, I don't know, man. It's full. We can't get them there. Right. Those aren't friends. Yeah. That's not what a friend is. And I think the other question is like, what type of Christian friend are you? Oh, come on now. Are you the person that's carrying your paralytic friend? Are you the person who will go to any means to get someone to Jesus? Are you the person who's not going to just accept a no? But are you the person who's going to tear through the roof and get them where they need to go? I think this is like a really interesting question that we can look at scripture and realize Mm -hmm. like, there's two positions I can be. What do my friends do for me and what do I do for my friends? Yeah. And if it's not pushing people to the Lord, then you're tripping. Yeah. You know, you've messed up. You need to get different people in your inner circle. That's the key. Yeah. And it might only be one person, but that's okay. That is okay. I mean, there is like a, you know, I, I don't want to be that guy who's got one friend. But like, listen, who cares? I mean, like that whole idea of having like everyone as your friend like we talked about, it's a it's like a myth, anyways, because those if you have twelve friends, chances are nine of them don't even like you. Yeah, yeah, like they all they're, gossip they're, about yeah, you when you're not behind there. your back. It's just it's just true. And then like in three years, you won't know ten of them. And so it's okay to have one friend. It's okay to even have no friends. Just hang out with people at your youth group, your youth pastor, and dedicate that time to the Lord. I mean, yeah. people waste a lot of time with friends. That, that, you know, like it's yeah. good to have fellowship, but then another thing is like where you have so much fellowship that you're, you don't even have your own well, Christian walk. I think like fellowship is a, a broken system now anyways, because we think fellowship is, is going bowling. Right. Or, yeah. Or that's not what fellowship is. Come to is. the fellowship hall where we're going to just eat. Yeah. Well, like know? genuine fellowship is conversation of the Lord. Right. You know, like I, I promise you, you get around with a couple Christian friends and you start asking like, well, what have you been reading? What's been impacting you? What, what has the Lord been speaking to your right. heart in your prayer time? Right. You know, what is your faith set on right now? I guarantee you start doing that and yeah. everything goes to another level. Mm. That's genuine fellowship. Like, right. When's the last time you, you asked, what's the Lord been speaking to you? We just did that. We were doing a prayer night and before I was like, you know what? Let's talk about this. Right. What have you been reading in your Bible that's like really impacting you right now? And we right. spent the first hour. We didn't even end up praying for an hour because it was wow. like just such good, enriching, insanely powerful conversation. Yeah. That the Lord's been personally sharing with everybody at that table. And then we went and prayed and it was it was amazing. Yeah. But that's genuine fellowship. It's yeah. not, oh, we went bowling. No, yeah. that's fun. That's entertainment. Yeah. I, it, there's, a, there's definitely a place for that. You need definitely. to have fun. It's you true. need to enjoy life. It's true. You're not here to just be a robot that like memorizes every word of the Bible. Right. You should know your Bible. Yeah. But also the Lord gave us a life to have fun and to enjoy it's and true. To, to spend with people. That's true. Um, and just to, is it already... 15 minutes 50 or is that 28 28 okay good i was like it was at 50 seconds i was like i need to pray for his eyeballs or something yeah no that's not mike taught it you could just spit in my eyeballs let's do it <laughs> that was so gross that was gross I wait mike taught me got canceled for that i was about to say well he came out with apologies like looking back at the video guys <laughs> i see that was nasty it's like yeah that was 
That was pretty Before, nasty. Before, it was nasty. Yeah. It, in your mind, it was nasty. Yeah, it when was, I read it in my Bible, it's still kind of like... Eh. Right, right. Unless <laughs> and the funniest thing he said, though, after that, he was like, yeah, I did it. He was bald before. He still don't have hair. <laughs> He's like, yeah, he wasn't healed. Um, but yeah, t- take that. So friends are a huge, huge yeah. thing. Friends are a huge, huge, huge yeah. thing because... There will be people that want to pull you back as soon as they see that you make progress because they were just a fake friend the whole time. Um, yeah. So that's that's one that's one facet. We could talk about that all day. Another. What do you think? Another huge like thing is that kills the fire immediately. I, I think that people just don't have an outlet. You know, like, outlet. That's why this last year we started uh, generational missionaries. Yeah. Is because okay, cool. You came and experienced something. Now what? Right. You know, like to me, this is more a launching point. Right. It's not the thing I want to help launch the thing that the Lord asked you to do. So I, I think when you have a great experience with the Lord, a great question is like, well, what do you want me to do with this? Yeah. What? How do I steward this? Mm-hmm. If, it's easy to read your Bible when you're actually active in doing things in the kingdom. Right. It's easy to pray when you're actually like excited about what you're doing for the Lord. Right. But when you're just idle and sitting bored, like I think that's one of the biggest issues with Christianity today is we know a whole lot, but we do like nothing. Yeah. Stagnant water is always going to be stale. Yeah. J- John seven thirty seven and 38. Out of your belly will f- flow rivers of living water. Yeah. And living water, that's important because if you're just keeping everything bottled up, it, your relationship with God will get boring because it's 100%. not it's not how it was meant. No. You know, Christians weren't supposed to. It's just up and down. It's like, endued with power, then go out. That's how yeah. the system is set up. Yeah, well, like Paul said it in Philippians chapter 2, I believe he said, right. I'm pouring my life out like a drink off. Right. Like, I'm giving everything that I have right. so that you can know Christ. Mm-hmm. And it's unto Christ. And I think the problem is, like, we don't have an outlet to pour. Mm. And you need an outlet to pour. Like, you need to do something active. Why do people go back to doing what they were doing? Because they don't do anything different. You're yeah. like, what are you going to do with what the Lord gave you? I, someone asked me one time, they're like, what kind of conference is Uproar Conference? I was like, bro, I don't know. <laughs> like, that's, I've never been asked that. What do you mean by that question? Even? Yeah. And they're like, well, is it like a discipleship conference? Is it mm-hmm. a, um, an educational conference? What type of conference is it? And I was like, bro, I... And the Holy Spirit told me, he's like, it's an Acts 2 conference. Mm. And this is what, what, I, what, I, what, I, what he meant by that is in Acts 2, the people in the upper room got impacted and they yeah. spilled out into the street. They yeah. didn't stay where they got impacted. Right. And then they started, it, it was, they were speaking in tongues. Right. It, was, it was bring glory to God and mm-hmm. people heard the glory of God in their own language. Right. And those people were from all over the world because yeah. they were in town right. for a, a massive Jewish festival. Right. So you know those people went home and started talking about what they saw in Jerusalem, what, what right. happened, what they heard. And dude, I just think that's the problem is like, and then you see the disciples, they start doing things for Jesus. They didn't right. just like, wow, that was an incredible week. Right. I'll see you at church next Thursday. Uh-huh. They actually did something for the Lord. And I think if you want to keep the fire, you got to be active. Mm. You know, like, what's the point of fire? That's true. That's very true. Is, is, the, is when you get touched by the Lord, is it just so you could have a tingly feeling and say that was cool? No. You know, like you get free to bring freedom. That's right. You get touched to bring a touch. Mm-hmm. You get you get healed to carry healing. Like yeah. I think what the Lord does in us, He wants us to to carry so He can do in others. Right. 
And we so often miss that, man. Like, your high school should be changed. If you get touched by God this summer, Mm. your high school should get absolutely flipped upside down. Mm. Why? Because God gave you something to talk about. Yeah. Well, they'll gossip about me. Great. Yeah. You know what gossip is? I think Free they, advertisement. They, they're sharing the gospel. Yeah. Can you believe Alex left all of his friends because he said that they were actually destroying him? And now he's got this group of friends and he actually loves them. And he says that he's got peace and yeah. joy and they're helping him accomplish his goals. Bro, that's... Yeah. That's, they're helping share the gospel. That's right. Can you believe such and such stopped partying? And they said they were done sleeping around because they're not going to get used up because they're now they have value in God's eyes. Right. And that person's like, oh my gosh, that's what I've been doing. Right. That's, that's I should I should and look, this is the funny thing too. They'll all gossip about you. Yeah. But when they're going through the problem, they slide in whose DM do they slide that's, to? Yours. That's true. They slide in your DM. Because, you know, they want to be part of like the you know, like, oh that's oh, that's oh, dumb. Oh, yeah. Alex. Oh. But they're like <laughs> inside, you know. Yeah, and the inside they're like <laughs> I yeah. need this. <laughs> yeah, it's true. They know where to go. It's so true. Think about Acts chapter three. Everyone knew that that man as the paralytic. They yeah. knew him. It says in the Bible that it caused such an upheaval because yeah. everyone knew him. As the paralytic, yeah. but once he was free, that's what spread it. Yeah. And so, like, think about if that was you. Everyone once knew you as the addict. Everyone once knew you yeah. as the gossip. Everyone once knew, knew you as the liar. But yeah. once you get free, it's apparent to people, and it starts spreading around. But with that comes persecution. Yeah. Well, look, you go through all through all through the New Testament. Right. The, the woman at the well. Yeah. Come and see this man who told me everything about my life. Yeah. Legion, can I go with you? Yeah. He's like, no, you got to go home, man. Right. You got to go tell people. Right. Talk about Zacchaeus. Like, you can go through all, all, almost every encounter that someone had with Jesus that mm-hmm. was powerful. They went and did something with what Jesus did in them first, even against his instructions. Sometimes, yeah. He don't says, tell anybody. Yeah, don't tell anybody, <laughs> and then it just blows up. Yeah. I mean, because we think it's good news, but like people, I don't think Christians fully understand what you know how good of news it is. It's true. You know they. They think it might be boring news. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, you don't have any, you don't have trust in the message that you have. Yeah, dude, I mean, you're sitting at that lunch table and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, this party I went to in, uh, over the summer and yeah. this and this. And like, well, what'd you do this summer? And you're like sheepish and shy mm. about what God did in your life. And yeah. It's like, why, why would we be ashamed yeah. when they're not? Yeah. Like Paul said, they glory in their shame. Their God is their belly. And yeah. you're saying it in tears like... We're ashamed because we got set free. We're yeah. ashamed because we have joy and peace and love, and we don't deal with anxiety and depression and right. addiction's not going to be there. And we're not just hoeing around anymore because yeah. there's value in ourselves. And God healed you from your daddy issues, and you're ashamed of that. That's right. You know, I, I'm not ashamed of the gospel under any circumstance, in any measure, on any way. Yeah, and, and it's crazy because they are certainly not ashamed at all. Of what they do, so why would we be ashamed of what God did in us? That's right. It's That's right. crazy. You need to have an outlet, and then I think the next thing, if mm-hmm. you want to keep this fire going, you got to be like, you got to tear your Bible apart. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You I know, mean, like, you got to be in that thing, right? You know, Psalm one hundred nineteen, verse eleven. Yeah. Your word I have hidden in my heart, so I will not sin against thee. The ver- two verses before that, how does a young man stay pure? Right. Your word. I I, I didn't put those two together. You know. Because a lot of times people people quote things out of context. Like I was just thinking in my, you know, they don't they don't put 
two verses together like that yeah. because they're right next to each other. Um, but like, <laughs> like my uncle says, like a lot of, uh, not a lot of times, probably most of the time, the reason Christians sin is a lack of the word. That's true. The word brings freedom. And if you don't, it's almost like, you know, you can, you can have, uh, you can be heavy on prayer and light on the word and you'll have trouble. You yeah. can be heavy on the word and light on prayer and you'll have trouble. But when you put them together is, is how it was meant to be because that's what the whole, you know, God didn't give us the Bible just so a preacher could get up and preach it. You know, like think about how much, how, what a blessing it is to have, um, like the word of God, like the inspired inerrant word of God that the Bible calls of itself. It's, it's like a fire. Yeah. And so, oh, bro, if you it's go through like what a the fire, Bible is right. I mean, like yeah. it's a hammer, right? To to reassemble everything yeah. that's out of it's a order. mirror. It's a mirror. It's yeah. milk. It's yeah. meat for yeah. maturity. It's transformation. It's a sword. It's water for cleansing. Come like, on, everything you need, yeah, is in the Word. Yeah, but we're like, and it's boring, bro. My Bible. I'm telling you, like every morning, I've been mm-hmm. reading my Bible almost every, like literally almost every single day now for. 12 or 13 years right. and every day it's like mind blowing dude right like i'm like how this is crazy right like, this is so cool that jesus did this for me right and I, like we need to fall in love with our word and i heard someone say this i don't agree with a lot of what he says but mm-hmm. i love this he said if we can pe- get people to fall in love with the word they'll fall in love with jesus mm-hmm. i think too many people are in love with their idea of jesus right but when they come to a reality of who Jesus is, right. they don't like it because it requires them to do something. Right. But if we can fall in love with his word and his instruction, then guess what? We will fall in love with Jesus. Who said that? I'm not going to say the name. Why? Because I just don't want to push people to his, uh, his content. Okay. I don't think it's that good. That was, <laughs> that was fire, though. Right. That right. was fire. The rest of it, man. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Well, um, I'll tell you after. Yeah. I just, okay. Just bleep it out. No, just <laughs> um, so I mean, like, what would you say in a very, very practical sense? A person that just got on fire, just came back. Okay, yeah. let's say I did cut out my bad friends and I got a bunch of good friends. I want to start reading the Bible. Yeah. Where do I start? What if I find that it is boring? What do I do then? Yeah, well, if if you're struggling with your Bible reading, yeah. um, like a lot of people start in Genesis, and I think Genesis is really cool, but right. it's like. I would start in the book of John yeah. or even or even um, Mark. They're both phenomenal books of the Bible. Right. It's the life of Jesus. It's powerful. And then I normally tell people to jump over to James. Like, mm. I love the book of James because yeah. it's like basic Christian living. It's yeah. super easy. It's practical. It's practical. It's applicable. It's not like this history story that I got to try to find the lesson. It's like the lesson. Like, right. bro, watch your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Control yeah. your tongue. Right. Stop getting angry so fast. Like, yeah. I would do that. I would, I would jump. Jump in John, jump in Mark, finish that out, and then go over to like a James or a first, right. second, third John, or, yeah, or something that's really easy to kind of start reading. And I don't think people should read fat. Like I don't read fast anymore. Right. I used to read three Old Testament, three New Testament, and then a Psalm or a Proverb for right. the day. And now, like I've got through one chapter of Romans like each day for the last like two weeks. Wow. But my notes through Romans are like nuts. I bet because. And now I've internalized them. I know right. them. It's I, I would rather read for one great takeaway for my yeah. life 
that I can chew on and think on and right. apply the rest of the day than read six chapters and not remember anything. That's right. Yeah, and like it's it's so true. People do literally. They just go like, "All right, Genesis one one," you know, and, and they're, they're like, "In the beginning." Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, that's cool." But then they get to like Genesis six and like flood, okay, and then they get caught up in genealogies, and then yeah. then, and then that, that's like why they think it's boring. Genesis sixteen, they're like, eh. yeah. I don't even, where's Jesus? Pe- these old people are having a baby? Right. Weird. <laughs> yeah. And so, but but what you have to realize about that is is that the Old Testament is types and shadows of Jesus. Oh my gosh. If you've just gotten, yeah, and it can, it can be, I mean, it's meant to be so powerful yeah. when you realize that. But if you're just like realizing, yeah. oh, Abraham was just this one old dude or the ark yeah. was just this boat and you don't realize like the ark was a type and shadow of salvation or like yep. in Exodus like it, it becomes so much more powerful it's true like when you realize oh that was a picture of me i was in egypt and god brought me out yep. and so when, a lot of times new believers go to like the old testament and they're like i don't get it yeah, yeah. at all and i don't blame them you know right. it's, no, it's a lot that's true it and so you know another really good resource on youtube it's called the bible project oh yeah if you're going to read a book of the bible type in like bible project book of john right and it will give you like this anime it's really good what's happening in the book and it really helps understand the context of what you're reading right it, it's phenomenal and they're only like three to five minutes and it's and fun to genius. watch because they did a great it's like job. they just it's like a they're drawing out each thing they tell you the theme yeah. some historical facts things it's very that, good things that i've never even seen yeah. i'm like wow that's that makes it so much more powerful yeah but fall in love with your bible man yeah um, uh, Miracle Word has a, a Bible study oh, yeah. class that you should take. I, look at this. I'm plugging yeah, your plugs, Yeah, look at that. Bro. Look at that. Plug in your plugs. I know. I haven't even mentioned it yet. But what are these? Um, Mindy um, likes skulls. I don't know. She got them. She thought they were cool. Okay. It's an ashtray, right? Is it? Sometimes it's our cigar room in here. That's what I thought I'm just kidding. We don't do that. <laughs> we don't do that at all. Um. Okay, so what was that? Oh, yeah. Bible study made simple. I don't know when I'm like releasing this at a certain time, but um, Miracle Word does have. And it will be called. up there. It's, it's right on, on their website. But it's, it's a limited time. I'm going to drop this first. This is going to be the one that I drop next. Yeah, you, and you should get on that, honestly. Yeah. And then I would say another resource is like right after our conference, and you don't have to come to our conference to use this, mm-hmm. is generational missionaries. Yeah. You know, like it's not a Bible study thing, but I'm going to help you take action. Yeah. I want to help you take action. Maybe you're sitting here and be like, wow, I want to do something for Jesus. Jump on that. Yeah. Because I want to help you. That helped me. Like even even just like having a bunch of other people, like knowing that they were doing something big too that I'd yeah. never done when I was like planning to take VB. Yeah. You know, like it was comforting to know like, oh, I'm not like the only crazy person. Yeah. I, I think like one one more thing that we you definitely have to have if you mm-hmm. want to keep your fire going is a great prayer life yes, too. Yes, yes. Um, and you know that... You can probably do a whole podcast, and you should yeah. do a whole podcast on prayer, multiple podcasts right. on prayer. Yeah. If you want to know more about prayer, Corey Russell is a phenomenal, right. phenomenal resource on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, like you need a mix of those. You need a great prayer life. Right. You need a consistent Bible reading plan mm-hmm. that you like, that works for you. It doesn't have to be what other people do. Right. You need great friends yeah. who are going to be there with you, and you need action. Yeah. And I think if you do those four things legitimately, like the fire will continue to burn. Yeah. And it'll get stronger and you'll, you'll like realize like you've, you, you thought you were like so mature after you, you got touched from the Lord, you went to upper conference, whatever. You're like, Oh my gosh, I'm so mature. You check back in with yourself a year later. Oh yeah. You're like, bro. Yeah. Where, what the heck was I doing before? You know, it's true. You'll grow so much in the Lord and there's no cap. You know, you, you never like get to a point where it's like, all right, I'm done. 
You know, like no, never. Yeah, never, never. And and you'll 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 grow so much. And that's the intention of God. The intention is for you to grow. That's you weren't you weren't meant to be saved and then just like, all right, I'm saved. Saved is a conti- sanctification is the goal. Yes. The goal is to become more like Jesus, not to raise a hand and give your life to Jesus. It's to become more like him until we see him face to face. Yeah, that's 100% true. Yeah. And honestly, you're never going to miss out by doing things for Jesus. Right. Like, when the rich young ruler went away sad, his disciples looked at him and was like, well, what, what, did we, what did we get? We gave up everything already. And he yeah. looked at me and said, look, guys, you're going to get a hundredfold on earth and in heaven, everything that you've sacrificed. That's very true. And I think you guys need to recognize, like, you're not going to lose anything. You're not going to miss out on anything. I promise you, it might hurt a little bit to lose those friends. Mm-hmm. But when you look at it and realize, like, dang, they only liked me for what I did, not who I was. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Yeah. When you start diving in and developing a prayer life, it's going to be the best, healthiest thing you've done. Yeah. When you start tearing apart your Bible and realizing how much God loves you and what he has to say to you every single day, you're going to be psyched. You know, when you start doing things for Jesus, you're never going to regret what you did for Jesus. Yeah. Never. And then that conference moment isn't a conference moment that you had in August. Yeah. It'll be an everyday thing. Yeah. Like it, your Daily prayer. Personal revival. You can, you can, yeah. Did you, re, you read that book, right? That's like a book title. Is that a book title? Yeah. You know, I'm going to write a book now about that. Don't you dare. That's our thing, bro. Yeah. That's our Daily, thing with our leaders. But that's literally the title of the book. Nuh-uh. Yeah. I'm looking. Daily up. Continuous Revival. Oh, we're Daily Personal Revival. No, no, no. It is Daily Personal Revival. I'm looking this up because if Look that's true, this. I'm going to sue this person so hard. Well, he wrote it in like the 90s. So I mean, oh, I'll find him. I'll find him and retroactively sue him. I'll, I'll find him and we will fight. Watch this. Get ready for your life to be shook. No? Well, I stand corrected. Alex lied to his viewers. I just, you know where liars go, guys? New Jersey. <laughs> My uncle says Washington, D.C. Um, That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but really, it's hell, guys. Liars go to hell. Um, yeah, that you can have a powerful, it doesn't have to be a flash in the pan. It can be in your bedroom when yeah. nobody else is there, just you and God. Yeah. You can have, it doesn't even, it's not like a smaller, you know, powerful moment. You can have that much of a powerful moment whenever and wherever you want and you need to and look you're gonna find that if you want to walk with jesus it's your responsibility yeah you know the moments the highs are great but my mountaintop is not the end of july yeah your mountaintop better not be the end of july it should be the monday that you get home the tuesday that you get home the wednesday like when's the great when's the last great personal experience you had with jesus where it was nobody else nothing else just you and the lord wow and I think that will determine how long you stay on fire. Yeah. Because if you're chasing that next great encounter, that next great moment with Jesus, you're not going to miss. Second Chronicles, I believe it's 10 verse 16. It says, the eyes of the Lord are scanning across the earth, looking for whose hearts are fully turned towards him. Yeah. And then it says, why? So he can show himself strong, strong on their behalf. On their behalf. The Lord's looking for people whose hearts are fully turned towards him. And when he finds you, look out. Because he's going to do something powerful with your life. That's right. It's been great. Yeah, it's been fun. Thanks for letting me come here. Of course. This is going to be this is going to be invaluable to anyone that listens to it. Because, like, I wish I had like a, a like I know we didn't talk about everything. There's no way we could. No way. Yeah. Um, but like this is this was been such a concise. You know, like you know, like fire. Now what? Yeah, run. Yeah, run. You have to change. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah. If you don't change, you're going to go right back to who you were. Yeah. And it's on you. It's like, 
I'll end with this. In, in ancient Israel, Moses was the leader. He, he brought the people out of Egypt, right? He, he brought them out. He did so many signs and wonders. They all had their allegiance towards him. They said what he did. Or, I mean, they did what he said most of the time. You know, he was their leader. But at the yeah. end of his life, he died. And God said something interesting to his successor, Joshua, who has been his number two and, you know, been under him and been watching how yeah. he did it. He said something interesting. Joshua 1. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, Joshua knew that, but it's almost like God was saying, listen, you can't lean on Moses anymore. It's got to be you. You can't lean on your youth pastor anymore. It's got to be you. You can't lean on upper conference anymore. It's got to be you. He's dropping the the baton to you. The responsibility is yours. Now, what are you going to do? It's true. It's true. It's your fire. It's your fire. That's right. Build that thing. That's right. And, and go crazy. Go wild. I love you guys. Thanks so much for watching. I don't know. I guess that's it. Yeah. I mean, that's not it. I mean, like, you know. Yeah, share this with somebody. Yeah, definitely share this with someone. And um, stay up to date with what we're doing. This, I've decided, this is going to be the next one that we drop. And so, it's somewhere in April. So, happy April. I love you guys. Thanks so much for coming on. Have a good one, guys. Oh, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where can we find you? Um, Instagram, really. Instagram. Uh, Instagram. I think it's just uh, Cody Spencer. I think I was early on Instagram. Oh, really? Yeah, just Cody Spencer. Dang. My full name. C-O-D-Y-S-P-E-N-C-E-R. At Cody Spencer. I've been posting a little bit on TikTok. Have um, you? A little bit. And I try to stay off it. But what kind of like dancing videos? Like, what have you been doing? Uh, just some thoughts on the Bible and stuff. Like, I put up, like, um, like why does God want us to stay sober? Right. You know, we don't answer that ever. Yeah. We just tell people, stay sober. Yeah. Well, why? Yeah. There's reasons. So, like, that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to add some context to what, what people hear from Christians, but they mm-hmm. never know why right. Christians say it. So follow him. Follow him on every platform you can find him on. CodySpencer.com, is that a thing? Cody R. Spencer. Someone took the... Oh, that thief. Some thief. Good this is, Lord. There was an NFL player with my name. Jerk. Wasn't me. Not him. But check him out. Come to Uproar Conference this year. Yeah, it's free. It's free. We've literally done the hard work for you. Yeah, and we've just talked about Upwork. I think we dropped the name like 60 yeah. times. Find us on Instagram. Yeah, it changed the my life. Conference. God changed my life there in so many ways I can't even count. He will too for you. Yeah. And uh, it's just amazing. It's going to be insane. All right. I love you guys. Check back in with you next week. Oh,